Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio. And your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome back to another episode of Groovy Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we again have some new tunes, but also continue the Groovy Soup tradition of great conversation. We lead things off with a band from Columbus named Hidden Places. Here's one of their tracks called Baskin 3. Yeah. 
That was Baskin 3 by Hidden Places. That tune has a special place in the hearts of this Columbus post-punk or whatever band as they describe themselves. And to tell me more about that and their tunes, let's hear from Hidden Places themselves. Today we head to the attic of Courage the Cowardly Dog and lots more to chat with Hidden Places. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I make that mention because we are uh, taking advantage of the wonderful Zoom platform once again, and uh, we got the, the fun backgrounds going on. I have no idea how to do that. I was trying to do that in the pre-thing, and then I was like, eh, you know what, let's just go on with it. But guys, let's, I have every show uh, start off with the band introducing themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do, so the floor is yours. You go first, David. Um, okay. Uh, well, my name is David Fuller. I am the, uh, the vocalist, the guitarist of Hidden Places. Uh, that is what I do. Uh, other than that, I just work at a grocery store. That's it. Keeping it simple. Yeah, there you go. Pretty, pretty simple. I'm Matt McCroskey. Um, I'm the drummer of uh, Hidden Places. Um, yeah, I'm a graphic designer. Uh, yeah. Excellent, excellent. And David, it was your birthday recently. I saw there on Instagram. So it happy, was my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, birthday to you. And you did the Instagram live stream. And so let's let's just start there. Being a band in Corona times, what has it been like? Unfortunately, I saw with your guys' stuff too a a big tour that you guys had finally had planned. Unfortunately, uh, put put on side on hold. I'm 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 stopping the whole canceling thing. I'm doing the whole put on hold thing. I think it's a small way to be a little bit more confident or you know sure. hopeful. I say yeah. so. We did have, it was like going to be like our first actual tour as a band. Are you familiar with the band Sinai Vessel? Uh, I think I've heard of them. I'm learning more and more. I've been diving a lot into, I think, are, are they in the Columbus area? Is that where they? Nah, so no, they, so okay. they were originally from North Carolina and gotcha. then uh, moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. They're on, uh, they're on Tiny Engines. They're like mm-hmm. uh, that le- the same label, like Spirit of the Beehive, Doll mm-hmm. Mom, you know, stuff like that. And uh, I, be, I, I had formed a pretty awesome little friendship with Caleb. And, uh, like, I booked him here a couple times. And then I was talking about how, like, I was trying to get us to go on tour finally. And he's like, just let me take you guys. And I was like, done. That's easy. Right. So we had it all set. It was good. It was just going to be, like, a five-day run. Really simple. But, like, we've never played out of the state before. So it was going to be, like, finally we get something. And it, it was going to be a rip in time. And then, uh, and then everything just kind of, kind of crumbled, which like, I get it. And I don't like really take it as like a, uh, like a personal L or anything like that, because like, you know, not, I don't just book shows for me. I book shows for a lot of bands. I book a lot of shows around here and I wasn't the only one that got hit by this. This is right. the only band that I'm in that lost shows. Like, it's like, it's, it's kind of something everybody's going through right now. So that kind of makes it feel a little bit less uh, singular. It's right. more of like a profound, yeah, we're kind of all in this together. None of us are going on tour right now. None of us are making money off of that type of thing. So it's like, it kind of feels good to not be alone on it. But it's also that general misfortune is in the air. Right. It's, I don't know. So like, we did have it. It was going to be really cool. But uh that doesn't mean it won't ever happen. It just right. means it's not going to happen right At now. some point, it'll happen. But yeah, um, part of the tour also, um, one of the stops we were going to do was just playing a hometown show in Columbus in the middle of it. That was supposed to be our like tape release show um, for our tape, The the Circle's Not Round. Um, but obviously that got canceled. Um, so on the day I think we were supposed to have the show or the week of it, we like 
just kind of put it up on Bandcamp and just uh, donated the proceeds for like the first like couple weeks to um, this one charity, uh, BQIC. They have like an emergency fund that's focused on like people of color and like queer people in like the Columbus area. Uh, so we donated to that. Um, I think during that process, we uh, got a chance to talk to Joel from Columbus Alive, who like was profiling a lot of bands going through like the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and he like brought up the question or like, oh, are you doing a live stream or something? And we kind of all just kind of kind of threw that off. But um, I organized a live stream for us anyways uh, on Friday for David's birthday. Um, but Hidden Places didn't play for it, but it's basically everyone that played either a member of hidden places is also a member of it actually yeah that's literally every band is uh either something me david or nick are also a part of and we Minus all wasp factory oh yeah i guess yeah but wasp factory yeah, they're, they're all homies so like it's, it's a great band name yeah wasp factory so jules who's like kind of the leader of that band i i've always kind of considered her as kind of like an honorary fourth member kind of mm -hmm. yeah, definitely like, if we're not like if Nick's in Chicago and we need somebody to play bass for us, she's gonna be the person that you know we call. You know, mm -hmm. she's she's somebody that I have relied on and have looked up to for how long have I known her? Probably like a long time. I don't need to put a numerical value. Right. On her. I, I don't. I don't. I don't do. I don't do freaking math. <laughs> but. Uh, so yeah, I guess we could say everybody we, I are involved in some fashion with yeah the hidden places jest. That's and you know there's a, a lot there, but let me let me first dive into saying you know to to have to readjust a, a tape release and then to take it a step further to supporting you know people at risk communities and people that are impacted and and supporting charity in this time it, it's a commendable thing to do. So let me at least uh, give you guys at least uh, the the props that's due to for supporting a great cause there. And uh, what was the organization there one more time that you guys said uh, that you were supporting there? BQIC, uh, Black Queer Intersectional Collective of Columbus. At least I'm almost positive that's yeah, what it's been. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so let me, again, a, a, a very worthy cause and a, and a great organization, it sounds like as well. But um, let, me, let me at least uh, go over a, a little bit of a, a more simple thing. Uh, how does it feel to put the tape out? Tell me a little bit about, about releasing the tape and putting out, uh, putting out something. And I like the use of the word tape. Was, were you guys selling physical tapes as well? Or is that yeah. just like, yeah. cool. So that's what I, I, that's what I thought. I don't, like... I've always kind of found like saying like, oh, we're putting a tape out. It's always felt a little bit less formal, I guess, than like saying like, we're putting an album out, we're putting a record out. Like, not like there's anything wrong with putting a record out or putting an album out. Look at him, look at him. Yeah, he's already, so awesome. Honor. He's already got the, the swag on him. <laughs> but uh, like, I don't know, a lot of like my favorite rock bands have all kind of They've been like, hey, so we're putting out this tape. Like, I more often than not, if it's just if it's guitar music, I'm buying a, a cassette of it rather than buying a record of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. There's something very like boomy, deep, fun about just putting a tape in a tape player, and it. it I don't know. It sounds awesome. There's like its own kind of energy to it. Yeah, and I've always kind of appreciated that. 
it's it's kind of like one of the I, I it, you know buying an album it's one product and i like you know vinyl it's kind of big and it's in your hands but there's something about the tape where it's this little compact really coolly designed and i um and i'm sure you know you mentioned you were in, in graphic design there matt so i'm assuming that that's probably some of your work at least or uh, something that you've worked on there as well for that so uh, there's something just about that package i love the, i love the look of the tape my roommate here uh he's he's had a big tape collection and it's been really cool to actually you know listen to the difference from going from the record player to your bluetooth speaker to the tape player it's it's really cool to hear those differences in in, in sounds and songs and especially when you know we throw in the the black sabbath tape there to that one's probably my favorite one that i think my my roommate has there i don't remember exactly which one it is but uh it's it, it's really cool it's a it's, it's a really cool thing and i'm glad that that stuff like that still exists for for you guys to be able to put out and for people to enjoy it's definitely fun um yeah i think we really like tapes a lot, I guess, as like a still smaller band because it's the cheapest like physical medium that we can do that looks way cooler than just like a burnt CD. Yeah. And it's it's cool to be able to like have something cool and physical but not break the bank on it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Don't have to have people pay that much money for a t- uh, like a record. They can just like five bucks at the show it's music yeah because not only like if you have access to the tape player to play it but it also looks cool and it's a nice little something to to, to show off too it's it, it's the cooler sticker kind of i feel like sometimes too when you can kind of move it and display it and stuff like that with the with the the artwork on there um but uh one thing you guys also mentioned that this is uh, not your guys's only project and uh yeah, david you're sounding like you're pretty involved in the music scene as well booking shows playing shows being a part of it how do you how do you guys manage to juggle being a part of so many things in the music scene all at once that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I'm a very scatterbrained guy. I, uh, my attention span is really, really small. And it's not like I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to move on to the next thing. But I'm somebody that kind of likes to put his hand in everything that, you know, interests me. Not right. everything that I can necessarily, but like everything that I'm like, I would really, really like to do that. Like right now, I'm doing this. Uh, me and my friend Kendall, we have a project called Man of God that I produce for entirely. Um, me and my friend Matt Massari, who lives in South Carolina, I'm in this weird music thing with him called Yonner, and I do basically everything for that, minus design and like one thing, a song. Uh, I don't know. I'm a guy who writes a lot of music, and I write a lot of music all the time, just because that's kind of like a way that I get to process things in a way that like I get to, I don't know, it... it if I don't make something in a day or like, if I don't like write a song in a day that like I don't at least like spend like an hour on, I feel like I'm going a little crazy. And Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I gotta get that energy out somehow. You can ask Matt, you can ask anybody that I know. I'm a very energetic person. I, I kind of, I need to put it somewhere. And if I don't put it somewhere, I'm going to explode. And no one wants that. Matt doesn't want that. I don't want that. So uh, that that's kind of what I do. And in general, with like booking shows and stuff like that, it's usually I don't want to do it, but, but I always get asked to do it by somebody that like I care about. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. If I can do it, I'm gonna do it. I don't like book like when in like the peak of how much I book shows, I would only do it like maybe like once every couple months. I'm not mm-hmm. like a like one show every two weeks type of dude. I don't run a DIY space. I never want to run a DIY space. I don't want to, I don't want that responsibility. But if I have the opportunity to help somebody that I love and somebody that I care about, especially if I like their music, I'm going to do it. 
Right. Absolutely. Yeah, David's David's got cool music. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in a couple other like uh, band and music things too. I think my my biggest other thing uh, at the moment is uh, it's a band called Bexley Moms. It's me and my friend Bree. Uh, she lived in Columbus. She's back in Pittsburgh now, but it's kind of like our, our fun little surf rock jokey project. But yeah, I'm doing that, and then also just doing a lot of music videos for people because like I feel like visual things are. I guess to like experience them, it's a lot like quicker to like make and a lot quicker to like digest that experience than like having to like sit down and listen to a song. Um, so I, I like doing that and like partnering with like artists to like make cool, make cool stuff like that. More from Hidden Places next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Still hanging up on 33 with our friends Hidden Places. We got another jam lined up. This one's called Separator. That was Separator by Hidden Places, and we got plenty more to talk about with this band, so back to the interview we go. 
I honestly, you know, when you, when you sign on to the Zoom call, it's like, you know, Matt looks a little familiar. I reached out to Bexley Moms to be on oh, Groovy yeah. Soup this past, <laughs> I, I just reached out. That's, I was yeah. like, wait a minute. And once you said that, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. And uh, one of the things that, uh, that you just mentioned there, Matt, um, the visual side, creating music videos. I love asking about that and, and learning more about uh, the side of music. Obviously, when you think of musicians and bands and artists, you think of, you know, live shows, music and stuff like that. But then I feel like in today's world especially with social media and youtube and all that stuff the you know music videos and things are coming back into popularity i mean where do you even start with planning a music video or what's even the process like for music videos and and how much do you think of the visuals when you are coming up with a project i feel like um for this tape especially it was a very weird process because it was very very drawn out i feel like the art for the art and the visual style for this album probably existed longer than the music side of it because a lot of a lot of the stuff that was actually made for it like I did the layout and design for it but a lot of the like the cover and a lot of the assets for it were actually designed by our old bassist um before I left the band I feel like even though he's no longer with us he like played bass on the record and like wrote all these songs with us and I feel like definitely contributed a very unique like visual style for at least like this this tape and our past tapes um, so I feel like that I think was a guiding light for like what we were doing. Um, the one video that we shot for Separator uh, for this album, uh, I think it was kind of like a concept we've been like toying around with for like over a year, I think too. Um, but like, it was essentially, I think the only things I remember from the past notes of like our past basis wanting to have a music video that, um, was like shot like on VHS and had weird 3D stuff in it. Those are the only two like <laughs> requirements for it. Um, but yeah, shooting that, we just like, I wanted to try and capture like the, the visual like kind of feeling of just kind of like the franticness of that song and just kind of like the weird darkness of it. Like I always picture the song happening on a beach at like midnight with like a full moon out. Mm -hmm. So we like shot the video for that on like a really sh like oops sorry I said a bad word <laughs> a very poopy uh like thirty dollar GoPro knockoff that we like went to this like dam at night and just kind of like walked around and shot stuff and then I kind of went crazy on it and just kind of added a bunch of other layers to it and just kind of made it what it is. We were also on like this whole this hilariously small time crunch to get it done. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because we were trying to do it for uh, getting it on some blogs premiere, so we needed it done by like the next week, and we hadn't even started it yet. Yeah, oh, nice. It, it was um, it, it was awesome. I remember as soon as we were done filming it, I'm like, "This is not gonna be good." <laughs> and then the day of. When Matt sent it to us, he was like, all right, this is the cut. What do you think? And I was like, oh, wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, I was like, that's amazing. I just remember feeling like this, like, weird, like, life-affirming, it is going to work out. Right. Even if I feel like it's not going to work out, it's, it's going to work out. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. I, I forgot all yeah. about that. <laughs> You know, then that's it. You got to love it when it's, it's that that moment of where you're you're not so sure. And I feel like that's kind of the process with just releasing anything. You go through that yeah. whole process so long of like, okay, is this it? Is this it? And eventually, you just got like, this is it. Let's you know at least go it out there and, and and go from there. But um, clearly, music is uh, a very big uh, big 
role in, in your lives. And it, it's been a big deal. And uh, before I jump into the question, I just want to remind everyone, we're talking to Hidden Places here on Groovy Soup tonight. Uh, we got David and Matt joining me here from Hidden Places. And uh, so what is it about music that has its hooks so, so in you? Is it just the creative outlet like you were mentioning, David? What is it about music that, that brings you back all these years and, and just to put what it seems like most, if not a, a significant portion of your time into it? There's, uh, it's the only thing I've ever, I, I think I've ever really wanted to do, I guess. Like, I have always loved music a lot. And I remember the first time that I ever wrote a song, I was 16. And I still have that. I have the original recording that I have of that song. I listen to it maybe like, maybe like once a month, if I'm like being honest with myself. And it brings me back to being 16 years old in that bedroom and remembering everything about it. And I think that's the magic about music that like, it is this perfect little capsule of time. Like every, every moment in my life, every time in my life I associate with a specific song or like a specific record or something like that, or like a playlist or something. And it's the only thing that's really made me feel like I'm not wasting my time. So I, I don't know. I've always, it's never really been a question, I guess. It's just, that's like, that's what I'm going to do, whether I make money off of it or not. That's, it's the only thing I really care about, I guess. Minus like interpersonal relationships and like family, friends, right. things like that that I could give less of a shit about my job. And right. I, so it's like, I don't know. That's mm. the only thing I've ever really cared about. And it's like, I'm going to put all my time into it because if you don't put in the effort and you don't put in the work and you just rely on luck, odds are nothing's going to happen for you. So if I want my job in the future to have something to do with music, that doesn't even mean like having like a record label, but like if I get to work for like a promotions company or if I get to do literally anything, I'm going to do it. It's, right. That makes all that work kind of worth it. And like I said, even if I don't get a job in it, I'm not wasting my time because it's just something I like really, really deeply enjoy. I've spent thousands of dollars on music because that's just what I like to spend my time doing. I just bought a, actually, wait, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll bring it up right here. <laughs> I just bought this record because the, uh, my favorite record store in Columbus, Use Kids, just opened up on Friday. I just spent a, you can't see it. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> this is a real thick record. That is a Japanese huge record. ambient music that I love listening to. And I spent $81 on it without even thinking about it, which is like <laughs> ludicrous. That sounds totally stupid, but. I think about it because I know I'm going to enjoy it and uh, that, but yeah, that's what matters. So I don't know. That's just, everybody's got their hobbies. Like, you right. know, why, why do, uh, why do Cleveland Browns fans buy so many tickets when they know they're going to lose? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, just, it's something they love. It's something that's always going to bring them some sort of joy. And if they win, that's the best day of their lives. And right. if they lose, it's another day and it's fine because they have community. So I don't know. Yeah, I definitely feel that like 100% for, for music. It's like, or I guess music and like visual things too. It's just, it's a way of like self-expression that I feel like I can't really get out with words. And I feel like it's nice to have the outlet to like kind of show these feelings in a way that I, I'm bad at saying in other ways. But I think another thing too 
that specifically like hidden places and like playing drums I think is really important for me is that it's such a cathartic activity to play drums like I feel like it's I get out so much energy and like so much force I guess like the way I play too it's like I go kind of crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> when I play drums yeah, but like um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think like just that of just such brute force is something I'm like a very just like quiet kind of reserved guy but I feel like in an area where I have the ability to just punch these drums so hard like I, I will take that up and just let out so much stress and it feels good to do that I think that's one of the reasons I like hidden places so much uh in like a different way than I do like other music projects is because it's such a physical thing it's such a perform performative like performance to really like put yourself out there and just really get sweaty and crazy every time we play and that's I think one of the biggest things I miss about like quarantine is just like not being able to be like that physically crazy over an instrument Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't really do that too much with guitar unless you're trying to smash your guitar every night which probably isn't good for your guitar no. no, definitely not. And it's, a, you know, it, it, something about performing music, it is, it's just something, it's just like an ultimate kind of expression, I feel like for people that it, it's just one of those things that it is just these people are putting on the performance of their art. It's, it's, it's very just kind of like, this is, you know, this is what they do. This is what they want to do. And I think it's a, you know, it's really respectable when people, no matter if it's an open mic or, or a big, you know, big show to go out there and, and, and put on a performance of what they do. I think it's a, it, it's a really cool thing. And uh, we're talking to Hidden Places here and we just uh, ran down a very interesting conversation about the, 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 the cool parts of music. That's just, you know, it's just really awesome to hear and just talk to you guys about because you just can feel the, you know, the, the passionate energy behind uh, what you guys do. But uh, we're going to get ready to start winding things down here uh, with Hidden Places here on Groovy Soup. But uh, one of the things uh, that uh, I always like to have people do, what, what's going on that, uh, where, where can people go to support what you guys do, whether it be Hidden Places or any of the other projects you got going on? What's some stuff that uh, you'd like the people out there to know about? I'm gonna let Matt go first on that one. Well, uh, Hidden Places, uh, Ohio.bandcamp.com, uh, Twitter.com slash Hidden Places OH. I don't know, we, we didn't go with the IO on that, but um, everything else, it's Hidden Places Ohio. You can search for us uh, on the, the Spotify and all that, all that good stuff. Uh, you should listen to Yonner, which is David's other band that's uh, really good right now. They put out one tape like a month ago, and I think they're gonna have another one ready soon. Um, you should listen to the Bassinets. Uh, that's Nick's other band. Uh, they're really good. They were Columbus legends, but now they live in Chicago. Uh, so I guess they're fake Columbus legends. Um, listen to Kizzy Hall. Listen uh, to Kizzy Hall. Uh, yeah. None of us are in Kizzy Hall. but They don't make music anymore, but they're the best band in Columbus. They're probably one of my all-time favorite bands. I'm the, uh, you know what? That, that should actually be one of the songs that we should email you. There's a song called Baskin 3. And it's the last song on the tape. And uh, it's essentially kind of like this love letter to that band and how much they meant to us as like 19 year olds. And like now as a guy who's 24, like I just turned 24, I, I, I will still listen to their music and I'll be like, that's why, that's the band that made me want to start playing music in Columbus. So that's what made me love this city so much is, that band like i said none of us are in that band but you should absolutely listen to that yeah that's a special 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 band that nobody will ever be able to replicate absolutely they're they're incredible and they also do have two songs called baskin and baskin two so you should listen to those two before you listen to baskin three just kind of like the baskin trilogy (laughs) 
Excellent. I mean, you know, it's just another reminder. Just what I love, I especially feel like when I talk to Columbus bands, there's just some, there's a really tight community up there of bands from, you know, not only just Columbus, but across Ohio and, and how it grows. And I love hearing when, you know, it sucks when a band moves on, but I guess I'm a fake uh, Athens radio host considering I'm hosting this show from my bedroom in Chicago as well. So, hey. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, Hidden Places, guys, thank you so much for your time. This was, this was awesome. I had a great, great time talking to you, but we have one question that closes out the show here and uh you know the name of the show is groovy soup so i ask you now what is your favorite type of soup i hate soup i think it's stupid i'm sorry i no, think soup you're is the second is person in my entire life that not on the show that i've met that that doesn't like it. and his answer is he doesn't like wet food i wet food is fine <laughs> it's just kind of soup like mm-hmm. I, I i guess if i would have to pick one if i have to you know just gun in my head knife to the throat I'm picking a soup to eat for the rest of my life. Tomato soup or like tomato basil soup? It's easy. That's, that's pretty solid. I mm-hmm. think it, it, I don't know how wide your definition of soup is, but I would definitely probably say ramen. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, is that soup? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the oh, definition. I love ramen. Can... All right. Oh, wait. Oh, like pho and ramen. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's broth and you know, they got all that. Oh, good soup. I yeah. mean, I love soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking ramen. I'm picking ramen. I'm and sure. Ra- I'm sure ramen is not specifically. <laughs> I'm sure ramen isn't just soup, but I mean it's got the elements. But we, I mean, we've had uh, melted ice cream and cereal on the show before, so we're nah, gonna. Nah, man. Like, if you know, call cereal soup. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's what people say. That's what people say. You know, then I, I can't. I can't choose the answers for them. But uh, hidden places, guys. Thank you. Thank you again so much for your time and uh, check out uh, hidden places and about you know all the other great stuff going on there from the the Columbus scene. There. Plug the tape one more time. What, where should people go? What's the tape name? Where should they go check it out? Where should uh, and that Bandcamp one more time? Hiddenplacesohio.bandcamp.com. The circle is not round by the band Hidden Places. Also, okay. uh, this is probably the best interview we've ever had as a band. Oh, Thank you so much for having never us. Never asked you. a single time what bands influence you, and I want to <laughs> thank you for that. I try. The you know, worst question. That's the <laughs> worst question in the world. So thank you for not asking that. It, it, this was awesome. Like, thank you so I, much. This yeah, was you. a fantastic interview. So thank awesome. You. Thank you guys. That, that, you know, that, that's uh, that, that makes my day hearing that, but guys, uh, hidden places again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you up next more new music. Keep it here. This is groovy soup on power one Oh five. This is groovy soup on power one Oh five. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Paul Holden behind the counter serving up smiles and portions of great Ohio music tonight. Up next, we have Seth Cannon, and he just released some solo tunes that we will hear tonight. But you may also find him playing with his Covington, Ohio band, Seth Cannon and the Carriers. Let's hear the brand new solo song from Seth Cannon called Keep Some Light. myself a kickoff place and I see no reason that some help might come my way well I'd say when I fall prey to all 
that rot my head Just lost my job, don't want to leave my bed And I'd stop believing it will all work out just fine In time So when my mind turns stone inside That was Keep Some Light by Seth Cannon. That is part one of a two-single project Seth recently released. He joined me on the show to talk about the solo side of music, as well as some great ways he's been bringing music to his communities. And today, we got a great guest on the line here. We got Seth Cannon of Seth Cannon and the Carriers and a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. Seth, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you for inviting me to do this. It's my pleasure. Uh, We have every show start off by having the artists introduce themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do. So the floor is yours. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so my name is Seth Cannon, uh, and uh, I'm based in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I play with my band Seth Cannon and the Carriers. Uh, I graduated from Ohio University uh, in the music production program uh, in 2019, and so I've been just doing a couple of, you know, between working with the band and doing some of my own producing and audio engineering, and yeah, that's kind of a good sum up of me <laughs> yeah absolutely so what's it been like to, to to set off on your own in in the world of music production at least i know a year obviously not a lot of time and you got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on but what's it what's it like to be have that first year of you know you don't have the wake up go to class ha, you know uh, type yeah. of a uh, type of lifestyle it's it's been it's been nice uh i've there wasn't you know anything paying or anything lined up at, right out of graduation and there's a couple of weeks there where i was just like oh man i really why isn't anything happening? I was like, well, how about you start making things happen? And that'll that'll start it up. So I started um, a couple of little programs with uh, some friends of mine in uh, a local music store as well. One of them I do uh, for a cultural center near where I live. Um, I do a bring songwriters in and it's called Hainer House Sessions um, and basically just have them play in the ballroom of this cultural center and share their songs and a little bit about what they're about in their songwriting process. And after the 
pandemic hit, um, a local music shop um, and the team that I work with with Hainer House Sessions, um, we started doing a thing called Trojan City Limits, which is just a live stream for bands to come in and do their thing while they can't do it at bars or anything like that. Right. Oh, very cool, man. I mean, that, that, that's awesome. I mean, not only are you, uh, you know, when things aren't uh, completely crazy, you're doing a great mm-hmm. thing for, for, for songwriters, <laughs> but, you know, doing the best you can virtually as well. And, and oh, yeah. that's, that's the stories uh, you want to hear. But uh, mm-hmm. were you involved in the, the songwriter circle here uh, during your time in Athens as well? Where did, you, where did you come up with that idea? Was it just something you thought of and wanted to bring that to, to your area? Um, I, I was familiar with the songwriter circle and um, I know some people that have been involved with it, like uh, Megan Wren. Um, and, but I, I had never joined or anything like that. Um, and it, it was just kind of a thing that, you know, we had around my area, we haven't had anything kind of like that. And it seemed like, you know, like I said, I was, I was itching to just do some work and it seemed like the perfect place. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where it started out. Um, but yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and, and, and it's, that's a great place to get started. And, and not only that, I think it's cool when, you know, the, you might not know how many musicians are in your area until you have yeah. something like this. And then people are maybe, you know, people might, might be, you know, the, the bedroom musician and now they were just waiting for oh. a, a, a cool place to come in and share their tunes. Oh, definitely. And, you know, there's obviously when I, the idea started coming up for that stuff, I had a few artists in mind, but it, it was nice after our first video release so many other artists that I had no idea about um, started messaging us and it was, you know, we're, we've been able to bring some of those onto the program as well. So it's been, it's been really nice to have that connection. Seth. Uh, yeah. We're talking to Seth Cannon here of, uh, of Seth Cannon and the carriers and uh, just the new track that just uh, at least uh, released a, a couple days ago. Keep mm-hmm. some light. Tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about putting, putting the song together, the, the backstory behind that jam. Um, so I've, I've been, there's been two songs that I've, I've had completed for a while and I've taken a couple of stabs um, at recording them, um, just this demos to send to the band. Um, and, you know, we would jam uh, the B side of the single that I released, Nothing Here Now, um, at, at our jam space. And it, it just wasn't really falling yet with the band. I mean, we hadn't given it a whole lot of time, but it just, it just didn't feel like it was the right fit at the moment. And I wasn't sure you know, are the, are these songs not good enough? Are they not the fit? Is it not their time? And I just kind of got a fire under me and it's like, you know, I'm going to try to get this vision out the best I can do it. Um, and I started work on all these songs by myself. Um, you know, I, I asked my drummer, Zach, if I could use his kit because I didn't have a good kit and he was so cool about it. And it's like, of course. And so I went over to, his place to record that and finished up the rest at my house. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing here now had been uh, around for probably about a year and it kind of touched a little bit on, you know, my own hometown and Athens. It's like these places that you have all these fond memories of and they change over time. And it, sometimes it can feel like, you know, without, certain places there anymore without certain people it's like it doesn't feel like there's anything left for me so that was kind of that whole thing um and then keep some light is the newer um of the songs and it was written mostly pre-pandemic um and then you know i was sitting on it sitting on it 
after all this stuff started happening, I was like, that's when I was in the mixing stage. And I changed a couple of lyrics just to, to seem like it would be more fitting because the, it already felt like it was a little bit fitting for the time, but here's how it might, it might hit a little bit harder if I change a couple of words here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then that, that's how that started out. And here very, we are. Very cool. <laughs> and, and, and you mentioned that this was a project that, that you, that you took up on, on your own. What, why mm-hmm. was that? Was it just the idea of that you had that fire? Like I want to try and, and, and create some, some music solely on my own. And I mean, what was it like going yeah. through the whole process, you know, on your own? Yeah. Um, like I said, a, a couple of the, these songs we had jammed on with the band and, and they're a little bit more singer songwriting than rock which the band leans a little bit more towards the rock side of things. Um, and so I was just like, well, and I already, I wanted to challenge myself. I was very afraid of it um, just because I know people can go insane doing everything by themselves you worry about, and there's no one else to blame after it's all said and done. <laughs> and so, right. but, but it was something that I was like, I, I feel like I, I owe it to myself to challenge myself to do this. Um, And it was something I just put my head down and let's get it done. More from Seth Cannon next here on Groovy Soup. Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. It's time for our final song of the night. It's the second single just released by Seth Cannon. Let's tune in to Nothing Here Now. my hometown for any trace of my youth I've mined the memories for dreamers fuel I looked around through the silences I, I looked around on my own I've not been able to find it lately this well is dry as a Out of me. On Court Street, I had help 
That was Nothing Here Now by Seth Cannon, and Seth and I have lots more to say, so let's resume our conversation right now. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's you know, while you need sometimes, I feel like, mm-hmm. you just, you know, and I feel like it's got to be great that it's it's something that you were able to put out, and it's yours, and, you know, yep. now you get to, to, to move on to the next project here. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're talking to uh, Seth Cannon, and uh, he just had the uh, two-song a uh, project, the uh, self-produced singles that just came out there, and uh, you can catch that on all, I'm assuming, most of your streaming services of choice as yep. well. Perfect, yep. perfect. Streaming online, of course, like like everything. So uh, you mentioned currently in Dayton. Tell me about the music scene in Dayton. And is this uh, the hometown of Dayton as well and returning post-Athens? And so tell me a little bit about uh, playing music where you grew up oh, and yeah. then playing music where you're, well, when you get the chance to uh, again. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm originally from a small town, um, probably about, about a half hour north of Dayton called Covington, Ohio. Um, and so, you know, I had grown up playing all the local bars and stuff like that. And after I graduated high school, I started getting with the band and we became Seth Cannon and the Carriers. Um, and we slowly started gravitating towards Dayton and, and finally got into there. We uh, started rec- what really kind of got us sewn into the scene was working with um, producer Patrick Himes, who works at Real Love Recording, Studio, or Recording Company in Dayton. Um, and he recorded our second album, uh, Strange Forces. And I mean, there's just a collection of musicians and songwriters and, and even promoters and venues that it's, it's very tight knit um, over in Dayton, but also very, very welcoming. Like when we first started coming in, I mean, you know, people were so generous and kind to help us out. And I think I know who books there. Let me get you guys in there. Um, you know, it's, it's been, we've been very fortunate to be welcomed so, so kindly and, you know, to be treated so uh, respectfully with all the other musicians there. And I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for the Dayton music scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very special to me. And I know there's every time I have some out of town friends that play music, I want to try to bring them in. Um, And so, yeah, I've, we've, the band and I have fallen in love with it and that's what we call home right now. So, Mm -hmm. Very cool, man. I mean, you know, that's that just shows it. It just shows that not only uh, there's a lot of cool places in Ohio, but uh, music makes uh, places even cooler as well. Especially oh, yeah. when you when you got a great uh, music community, and, and and coming from somewhere that you said it's got a great that great community, going mm-hmm. to Athens, it must you, it had to be at least a similar feeling. From my understanding, Athens oh, yeah. is uh, pretty pretty uh, friendly to the uh, to the music uh, to the musicians the musicians oh, yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. As I stumble <laughs> over my words. Oh, you're good. You're good. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was one of the cool things about Athens. Although 
we let's see most of our shows you know we i couldn't get the band to come up a lot um so i would do acoustic shows um in athens and like you know playing donkey and all that stuff and uh it's it was really nice it wasn't so much of a culture shock coming from a, a small area and, and going there it's like, okay i see these similarities and it's 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 good <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's it's always great when the small towns have uh, the, the good music because that's where the great music comes from uh, oh, yeah. one of the things uh here seth that uh, that i'm interested about you you've done some stuff that kind of puts you on the other side not only the production and, and creation side of music but you're doing the virtual hostings you're creating the the songwriter circle or the uh, the uh, organization there in dayton how how has that impacted your view on music as all at all? Has it helped you see music in a, in a different way when you're looking at it through this different scope or or doing stuff that embodies music, but it's a different side of music from yeah. you know, a more structural planning side versus just kind of going out there and hey, here's my song for the week. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, eventually music at first playing music and recording music, uh, you know, it's it starts out as an innocent enough thing, and and eventually it turns into okay, now how do we how do we take it to the next step? How do we get it to reach further? Um, so, so starting up these couple of projects has kind of been a return to that innocent and like experimental phase where it's like, let, let's try this out and let's see what we can do in a short amount of time. And just for the sheer fact of it's fun for us to do it. And, you know, we, we really enjoy these artists that we're bringing in. So it, it's kind of been a little bit of a return, like I said, to that innocence um, which has been really nice. You know, there's, there's not a lot of pressure yet on everything because, you know, we haven't been doing things very long, but we've been very, um, been very happy with the response we've gotten too. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a it, one step at a time as you, as you keep moving forward and uh, oh, yeah. that, that, that's awesome, man. But uh, Seth, we're going to get ready to, to wind things down here. We got a couple more questions with you here. Um, what's the best way for people to, to stay up to date with everything that you do? Where should people go check out the tunes? Where should they go out and support everything that you do? Uh, right now, I would say, you know, the best places uh, are going on to Spotify or Apple Music, um, saving the albums that we have currently up um as well as following us on our facebook page and our instagram uh you know there's always the awesome thing that is Bandcamp. um right now i believe uh, these singles are up at the uh, pay your own price you can download them for absolutely free if you'd like um but yeah i think those are probably the best places to catch when shows are coming up uh, all that kind of thing yeah, especially Bandcamp is always a great place to go. If you if you're if you have a favorite local band and they have a Bandcamp, I always definitely recommend that that, that that's a place to go. And uh, Seth, uh, to, to a couple uh, just before here, my my last question: If people wanted to stay up to date or maybe get involved with your virtual performances, where mm-hmm. should they go to 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 check that out and uh, maybe get involved that way if they'd like? Uh, definitely, you can uh, go go to Facebook and search up uh, for local singer songwriters Hainer House Sessions. Uh, we're also on Instagram and YouTube um, and Trojan city limits uh, is uh, we're also on Facebook, but that is solely on Facebook mm-hmm. right now, just because it's a live stream, but yeah, um, get on either of those sites and contact us that way. And we'd love to get back with you and see what we can do. Perfect. And Seth, my, my last question here, Seth Cannon and the carriers, make sure to go check out all their great stuff online. And if you want to get involved in all the cool stuff Seth's doing, I uh, really uh, you know, commend you for what you're doing for all the artists out there. But Seth, the name of the show is Groovy Soup. So I ask you now, what is your favorite type of soup? 
Ooh, my favorite type of soup. Uh, my mom makes this killer cheesy potato soup, and mm. I can eat that bowl after bowl. So that's got to be mom's homemade with. cheesy potato. That sounds oh like, yeah, sounds delicious. Honestly, oh, it's lunchtime it for me here, so I'm gonna get ready to go <laughs> to go get myself some lunch here and stuff. But Seth, awesome. thank you, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you so much, Paul, and thank you for doing this and keeping music in motion during all this stuff. I, I really appreciate you reaching out. Hey, man, absolutely. You know, you guys are doing the hard work. I just get to have the fun part of talking to you guys. But again, <laughs> uh, but again, Seth, thank you guys so much for your time. <laughs> thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to Hidden Places and Seth Cannon for joining the show tonight. Be sure to follow along with the bands on their social media pages, or be sure to check out their band camps for sure. And if you or your band is interested in the show, email me at pholden at wxdq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxdq.com. Check out every episode of Groovy Soup online at our digital archive on our website, wxdq.com. And until next week, I'm Paul Holden, signing off. <laughs>